Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, My name is Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And of course, BSTL stands for Building Something That Lasts. And if you haven't done so, um, I'd like to encourage you to do so if you have some time right now. Just go ahead and subscribe, like, and or share this podcast so that we can share this message broadly, not just here in the city of Toronto, but all over the world. So anyways, we have another great conversation that I'd like to jump right into. I call this one, and I know that for those of you that love gospel music, uh, you've heard this title before, but it has nothing to do with it, Um, but it's a a great uh, talk point for what we're going to talk about today. This one is entitled, I Need You Now. So, of course, we've been talking over the last few uh, episodes about change, and of course, change is something that you cannot avoid. There's no way to avoid change. Uh, Change is a constant. Uh, As long as you are alive, you are changing. You are getting older. You are getting wiser. uh, You are experiencing new things, and change is just a part of what comes along with life. So what happens is, is that as leaders, as part of this change thing that we um, often talk about, there are changes that happen organizationally speaking. Uh, sometimes they happen because there is a buyout. There, it happens because somebody requ- um, uh, quits. Uh, it, it happens sometimes when people get hired. I mean, there are a lot of different reasons for why uh, there is change that happens. And of course, when there is change that is required within any organization, uh, the immediate thing that most people scramble to do is to change and find new personnel, new people that will be able to come on board and become a part of the team. And hopefully these individuals, they will embody what it is that you are looking for. So recently I had a conversation with somebody and here's kind of how the conversation went. I will use no names. There's no way for you to guess. Um, But in this conversation that I had with somebody, they were explaining to me that there Um, were some changes that would have to happen within their organization, and they were concerned that there would be a need to make those changes almost immediately, effective immediately. And I said to the uh, individual, I said, well, why be in such a rush to make these kinds of changes? And the individual, and I don't think that they are wrong, I I think that it's their perspective, but I want to have a different angle to this, um, their their argument or their part of the conversation was that we need somebody right now because in the absence of a leader, what's going to happen to the organization? And I thought to myself, okay, that's a good reason, right? Because for most of us, we constantly think about what happens when there is a space, a gap, an individual that is not there for whatever the reasons are. Some people get a little bit nervous and they say to themselves, we need to make an adjustment right now because in the absence of a leader, um, is everything going to become chaotic? Will we take two steps backwards? Will there be a whole bunch of disgruntled people? Will we lose more people? These are some of the uh, conversations and or issues that people have when they are thinking about change and thinking about replacing individuals that are no longer a part of the organization. But the challenge that I have with this is that I think that sometimes we are too quick uh, to uh, replace individuals. 
uh, we are too quick to put a new person in the seat of wherever the organization is because we are uncomfortable with gaps. And when I say gaps, um, every organization after a while uh, embodies the personality of the leader that they have, whether they are charismatic, whether they are uh, type A, whether they say a lot or they don't say a lot. After a while, we do all come under alignment with whoever that leader may be. And in the absence of that leader, sometimes we miss the leader, not necessarily necessarily because of the output that they have given to the organization, um, but we miss them because we miss the figurehead of having a leader that is responsible for uh, leading as well as taking responsibility for the choices that are made. So what happens then is, and this at times can be an HR, human resource uh, nightmare, we scramble and we are looking for individuals to fill the seat immediately uh, because we don't want to have um, that, that gap, that space uh, lingering for a long period of time. But I think the challenge with that is, is that if you fill a seat too quickly, if you replace um, a person that is no longer uh, in your organization too quickly, then you don't allow for that immediate context to be able to understand what it is that they've lost as well as what it is that they now need. Uh, let me explain it more. So because most times in most um, organizations, the organization does become um, like their leader, which is usually a reinforcement of the culture of the environment, what ends up happening is we are looking for somebody to replace the previous leader, but really we're looking for somebody who is a lot like the previous leader, especially if that person doesn't ra uh, rock the boat too much or they don't rattle uh, the, fa the, the cage or the fence too much. We're looking for somebody who's going to come in right away and reinforce perhaps the strategy and the, uh, the values that the previous leader has um, contributed to the organization. Now, the only struggle with that is sometimes we may become very comfortable with that individual who is leading us, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are leading us well. So by filling the seat um, and putting somebody in the chair prematurely, uh, you don't allow for the dust to settle. And when I say the dust to settle, I think that sometimes in the absence of having leadership sometimes, it allows you to process where are we right now? Where is it that we would like to go? Where is it that we are actually heading? And you may find that by allowing the, the smoke to clear and allowing for uh, time to pass or elapse a little bit, whereby you can analyze and see what kind of leader we need going forward, you won't be so quick to fill the seat. Because if you fill the seat too quickly and or if you are looking for somebody that is a lot like um, the previous leader, whether they are a great leader or not, you may miss out on an opportunity uh, to pivot and or shift directions in a way that will move your organization further forward as well as creating um, some, some new opportunities. So this idea around, I need you now, um, I, I'm also thinking that in moments when you have to replace somebody who has uh, been central to your organization and has been a key person that has allowed you to get to this place as a leader, you've got to make sure that you're not going to put another person in that seat that occupies the same space and has the, uh, the same mindset 
as the leader that you may have lost because that may come at a detriment to the organization. I think that one of the mistakes that we often make when we are hiring individuals is we hire towards personality. Uh, do we like this individual? Are they uh, personable? Uh, do they embody all of our own personal values and core values? Do they embrace what we embrace? And while that might be important, here's the truth. Sometimes you need somebody that thinks a little bit differently, somebody who doesn't always say yes um, to everything. They have a tendency of perhaps uh, throwing in another angle or a different perspective as to, you know, the way forward. If we hire uh, and, and replace individuals too quickly, then we may get exactly what we already have, but it may not necessarily be what we need. And the need is not just in the, the immediate sense. Uh, we're not just looking for individuals who are going to occupy uh, the space right now for the here and now, but we're also looking for a leader, a new leader that is also going to be able to fit in to the, the overall corporate uh, picture moving forward. And I hope you understand what I'm saying, because if we only hire towards what the need is for right now, what happens when you have fulfilled that need? What happens if you have explained and brought somebody onto the team with a specific function that is only for the present, um, but this individual may not fit where you're going in the future? So one of my major arguments or uh, the, the position that I often put forward is when you are looking to transition, when you have to fill a seat, when you are transitioning and putting a new team together or adding to uh, the old team, you've got to find somebody that doesn't just fit right now, but they also fit based on where you are going in the near future. Now, the reason why you also have to do this is remember, we care about people's feelings, right? We're not just um, looking at the end goal just for the organization. We want to make sure that we are creating a culture that cares about the individuals that we are working with. We don't want to set them up to fail because we've only said to ourselves, well, this person, um, based on their skill sets, we can get three to five years um, from them. And once that happens, they become disposable. I hope that you're not leading in that kind of way. And I've worked for some spaces where that's the way that people talk. We just need them for a short term until a better option comes along. Well, here's the thing. When you do that and you discard people because they only necessarily fit with the vision and the plan for right now, you may harm that individual, especially if you have to let them go and send them off to another organization that may not get the best of them because you've taken the best of them and discarded them when they no longer fit into the future for you. So this idea of needing someone and understanding where it is, and we've talked about this when we've talked about um, the micro and the macro in terms of looking at the vision both now and also in the future, you've got to figure out, is this person going to be a fit only for this year or this quarter or for the next uh, year or so, or does this person fit in to the overall organization? 
Because one of the things that I think that um, helps, and I think that the, the, the companies that are thriving and doing well and moving forward, one of the, the things that they have in common is they don't have a high turnover rate of losing their employees. If you show me an organization, even if it's not perfect and even if they don't have everything going well behind it, but show me an organization that has the capacity to keep people for longer periods of time, I'll show you an organization that is thriving and they are doing well. Because remember, every single time you leave someone that has been there at least for five to seven years, you are losing more than just the years of experience. You're losing an individual that understands the culture, understands how to work within the culture. And they also are more, more than likely, especially if they are leading, uh, a part of major decisions and uh, persuasive moments where they have helped to shift the organization and ultimately shift the team of individuals that trust them as it relates to how they are leading. So you're not just looking for somebody who is going to lead and lead right now in the moment of tension and in the moment of transition. You're looking for somebody who's going to be able to pivot. And then I also say, have to say this as well. Because we generally add to our teams um, based on what our need is right now. But we also have to recognize this as well, that when you are adding and replacing and bringing on new leaders to your team, you yourself as leader are also going to have to make the adjustments. Remember, we're not just bringing in people that are going to change the team and move the team forward. Recognize this, that they are also becoming a part of your team and a part of your leadership team. So as you are looking for somebody who is going to make the adjustment, you yourself have to be willing to make the adjustment. And I've seen it time and time again. What ends up happening is you bring on a new individual that is innovative. They understand things in a different kind of way. They are maybe able to navigate the technology um, that is required as well. And we begin to lean on that person because they are able to do some of the things that um, we may not be able to do. But long-term, the struggle is this, that after you have leaned on them for a while and after they have come to understand the culture and what is required in order to be productive and to help the organization to move forward, they are going to want to lean on you as well, right? So th there is a, uh, a process whereby we are helping one another to grow. We are learning um, with one another. But the reality is, is that while they are adding to the organization and while you as leader are able to lean on them and, and, and get from them the things that they are able to give to us, they want you to also grow. So one of the things that I have to say is this, that if you are a leader who is still leading the way that you were 10 years ago and you say, well, I don't have to do this because I have developed a team that can do all of these things and they don't really need me, I would question whether or not you're being a little bit selfish in that moment. And let me explain this. Remember, it's going to run with or without you. And if you are a really good leader, the truth is you should be working yourself out of a job. And I know that there are individuals listening right now that are saying, well, Andre, what about delegation and, and, and sharing uh, the workload, etc.? I'm not telling you not to do that. But if you become so displaced from what is happening on the front line, uh, as well as what your team leads, your supervisors, your managers, 
the rest of your uh, leadership are doing, if you become so far removed from what they are doing, then you lose a little bit of your cutting edge. Because part of what makes you a change leader, a thought leader, one who has the ability to create catalyst and shift things and move forward is because you understand what is happening. In the absence of understanding what is happening through these various processes that are implemented, things that have to be done along the way, when you no longer understand where the organization is because you've now delegated so much that you no longer know what's happening, you cannot be productive. So you've got to make sure that you're learning the system as well, right? Sometimes there, and especially in 2023, with all these different innovative uh, technologies that are out there, some of us get a little bit nervous, right? We'd rather stick with the paper and the pen uh, than move to the calculator, than move to the CPU. No, every single time there is a shift, as you are shifting your personnel, you also have to improve on your ability to use the technology because the technology is the thing that is going to help to move and thrust the organization forward. So by understanding the various pieces that go along with what it is that your leadership is doing as an extension of your office, you have to be able to understand it. But not only that, not just the technology, you've also got to understand what are the challenges that have been created. Because remember, you've brought on somebody right now because there's an immediate need. But when you bring that individual on, you are also then creating another gap. And here's what the gap is. If you are success, uh, successfully transitioning and moving and growing and shifting, then if this person has come in and now is able to uh, make positive uh, changes towards the organization, here's the other thing. You're also going to have to find new individuals that will also help to buffer the new people and the new changes that are coming in. So as a leader, you can never afford to just be in the present. As a matter of fact, the better you are at what it is that you do is the more likely you are to be thinking present tense while going through, I mean future tense, while you are working within the context of the present tense. Because your future tense is not just the technology, it's not just your profit share, it's not just the ability to move into different markets, it's also understanding that you are constantly going to need to be adding to your human resources to ensure that as you are shifting, as you are um, making a move into a different direction, even as you decide to pivot as an organization, you constantly have to have people that will be able to help Help you to make those changes in the present tense, but also position you for the future for the changes that you have not caught up to as yet. So if you need somebody, let's stop hiring people that only meet an immediate need. Let's make it um, a habit, a corporate habit, to find individuals that embody both present and future. And we're not just talking about upward mobility, right? So we're not just hiring people and saying, well, I can see you as a supervisor. I can see you as a middle level uh, manager or VP, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ability to have the type of people that will be able to grow 
based on where you are as an organization, as well as where you are going in the future. Because let's be honest, if you find people that are not resilient, uh, they are not innovative, uh, not open to change, the moment that change starts coming, I'll tell you this, they're going to start to get a little bit anxious. And if they're able to find something else to do um, outside of your organization where they may not have to grow and make some adjustments um, based on the skill sets that they have, I promise you they're out. So as you are hiring and bringing people that are um, going to become a part of your team into the room, you have to also be looking for individuals that are open to change. They're not just open to growing based on the immediate need, but they are individuals who naturally find opportunities where there are threats, right? I'm talking a little bit about SWAT, right? But they, they, are, they are individuals that say to themselves, look, I know that this may be a blind spot, but here is what it's going to take. And rather than deferring and grumbling about it, these individuals that we are constantly adding to our team, they have to come in with a mindset of change because change is something that always happens. And that's why, you know what, sometimes when we're hiring, we have this tendency to go out and look for the brightest and the best and the most intelligent. The truth is most people can be trained to do any kind of job. So when I'm looking to work with somebody, I'm not just looking for the brightest and the best, even though that is important. I'm also wanting to work with individuals that have a teachable spirit, individuals that understand that because you are a part of a, a team, an organization that is extremely dynamic, you yourself have to be an individual that embodies the core, the core value of change. And I don't think we talk enough about change. I think we talk about change primarily in the, um, in, in the midst of a struggle, in the midst of downsizing, in the midst of kind of shifting where we may see ourselves in the, in the marketplace. But change has to be a part of the conversation that you are always having because we want to make sure that we are getting individuals to become a part of our team that believe wholeheartedly in change. We don't just want to get people into the room that can only help us over the next two or three years. We want to get some individuals in the room that have the capacity to grow above and beyond where they are right now as a position. And the growth that we want them to grow with is not just their positional leadership. We want them to grow within the culture, which therefore makes the shift. So when you're looking for people, right, this is a shorter conversation. The ones that you need now, they've got to be able to do more than just in the present tense. They've got to also be able to help us in the future. And if we hire with, the, with, with that in mind, thinking about now and later, not just in terms of the technology, but the people that make it happen, I promise you, you're going to develop an uh, organizational culture where people are happy because you're building around people and you're giving them the tools to be able to do it well. Last but not least, I recently had another conversation with somebody on my team, and we were talking about some technology that we need to have and what that's going to look like. And I said to the individual, they said to me, well, here's what we need right now in order to do this work a little bit better. And I said to them, are you thinking just about right now, or are you also thinking about the near future? 
because I am one that believes that even if you're talking just exclusively about technology, when you plan on making adjustments, you cannot just have technology that bumps you a little bit forward. You've got to have the kind of technology that puts you ahead of the crowd so that by the time they figure out the technology, you're already on to the next thing. So guess what? If you're a leader, be courageous enough to let that seat sit open for a little bit of time. Don't be afraid to have some gaps that you will have to suffer through in those seasons because you're, you're one or two or three men and women down. Be okay with it. It's okay to have a gap because once you have uh, understood what this gap means and what is required in order to move you forward, not limping, but in full stride, you will be a little bit more selective on what you've got to find. And once you have found that person, that person will not just lead you in the changes that are required for the present tense, but that individual is going to help you in the future as well. And who, who doesn't want to have the type of leadership that has the capacity through hiring practices to anticipate not just where we are right now, but also where we are going in the future? I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Please remember, remember to like, share, and or subscribe. And if you want to have a deeper conversation about this, you know how to find me at bstlinc21 at gmail.com. Remember, building something that lasts means that we are acutely aware of where we are right now, but we are also excited about the opportunities that will come in the future. My name is Andre. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you all next time. Take care.